This is Soccer News IV. Soccer News IV. It's in your veins. Brought to you by SoccerRom.com. From Bumblebee to high school to college to the pros, before the best coaches go to practice, they go to SoccerRom.com. Hello and welcome. I'm Stephen Parr, the host of Soccer News IV. Let's get started with our top story. Hayduck out, Albright in. Within just a few hours of the official U.S. World Cup roster announcement last week by Bruce Arena, one of his picks was gone. Frankie Hayduck injured his right knee during the April 29th game against Kansas City. An MRI showed he had torn his ACL. And that hurts. I don't care who you are. It hurts even worse when the injury takes you out of a World Cup. Hayduck was quoted as saying, yeah, it's a real buzzkill. Well, one man's buzzkill is another man's opportunity. Chris Albright was named Hayduck's successor, giving hope to all the other alternates on Bruce Arena's list. Two former U.S. national team members were named to the Soccer Hall of Fame in Oneonta, New York. Alexi Lawless and Carla Overbeck are the only two members of this year's class. Lawless was the first American to play in the Italian Serie A. He was also the first American to score in the Serie A. Both played in World Cups and the Olympics. Both played for clubs in the fledgling U.S. domestic leagues. But Carla Overbeck did a lot of that after delivering children. I don't care how long your beard is. You're not really macho until you're match fit postpartum. Real Salt Lake has stadium problems, or rather stadium funding problems. It all started when someone in the Salt Lake County office leaked RSL's business plan to the local paper. The paper had requested the plans under an open records request, but the courts hadn't yet decided whether the confidential documents were public data or not. Well, they are now very public. The leak really bent Real out of shape. The team canceled a high-level meeting with county officials in protest, and then the county said... They would not provide any public funding for the soccer-specific stadium. Real was hoping Salt Lake County would pony up $35 million as part of a $145 million project. Real has raised about $90 million on its own. The city of Sandy has already offered another $10 million, but the county said their share of $35 million would actually balloon to $90 million because they wouldn't be able to start paying off interest, even the interest on that money, for another 10 years or so. Now, obviously, I'm not sitting in on all these important meetings, but from an outsider's point of view, this is how it looks. Someone in the county leaked the documents to show Real has handled its money badly so the county could refuse to pay $35 million it can't afford because the county has handled its money badly. Is that what it looks like to you? Or am I just way out on a limb here? Team owner Dave Checkett says the stadium deal isn't dead yet, and maybe not. But some folks in Salt Lake are now afraid Real may soon be headed to Phoenix. At the same time, there may have been another stadium leaking. The almost completed stadium in the Chicago suburb of Bridgeview may have a new name, Toyota Park. 
Last week, an ad ran in a Chicago paper promoting the All-Star Game in Toyota Park. <laughs> when asked about the title sponsor, team president John Guppy told a local television station the deal was, quote, not yet completed. You know, they, they do sell pizzas in Pizza Hut Park. Maybe, just maybe. Texas has a howitzer in it. Instead of playing for some silly cup, the Houston Dynamo and FC Dallas announced they will be playing for a cannon. <laughs> the working replica of a 19th century howitzer is the prize for the Texas Tangle. Whichever team wins the series gets to keep the weapon for the next year. Get ready for Come and Get It t-shirts and either Dynamo Orange or Red and White Hoops. By the way, the teams are asking the fans to name the cannon, since having the fans name something in Texas worked so well earlier this year. 1836. Let's get to the scoreboard. The U.S. Women's National Team beat Japan twice in three days in the first game on May 7th. Abby Wambach netted a hat trick, leading the U.S. to a 3-1 victory. On the ninth, Team USA secured a 1-0 win. Christine Lilly had two assists in the two games, and they were her 305th and 306th caps of her career. That's a world record, by the way, male or female. In MLS action, the New England Revolution beat the LA Galaxy with a stick. The Revs put away four goals while keeping their own net clean. Taylor Twelman scored the first goal of the game and then, then stood in front of a banner that said, Why not Taylor? I assume that was addressed to Bruce Arena. The Chicago Fire and the Kansas City Wizards tied their match 1-1. This was the fifth road game of the season for Chicago. They still have four more to go before the first match in Toyota Park. Can we call it that yet? The first meeting between FC Dallas and the Houston Dynamo was a gunfight. Houston ended up on top 4-3. Houston went into halftime up 3-0. Then Dallas put in two goals in two minutes to make things interesting in the second half. Brian Ching scored one goal, and Dwayne Rosario put away two. He also took home Player of the Week honors. The Columbus crew beat Real Salt Lake 1-0. They shouldn't get a big head about it, though. Real has now failed to win in the last 18 games. Colorado came from behind to beat D.C. United 2-1. Nico Hernandez scored the goal of the week in the 84th minute. It was his first goal of the season. And L.A. traveled to Dallas Wednesday night. The game wasn't televised, and I have deadlines here, so I'll tell you about this game next week. Since D.C. lost, Kansas City was able to hold on to first place in the East thanks to their one point from the tie against Chicago. While the Fire are in second to last, remember, they still haven't gotten to play a home game yet. Out West, Rail Salt Lake has only earned one point from six games. Houston took over the top spot thanks to the first round of the Texas Tangle. I'm still hoping that name takes off, and Dallas is hoping for revenge this weekend. 
Brian Ching's goal gives him a total of seven on the season. He has reported to national team camp to get ready for the World Cup. So everybody else has about a month and a half at the minimum to try and catch up. The Rapids' Jovan Karaski is in second place with four goals. Now the schedule. On Saturday, it's round two between FC Dallas and Houston. This time, the game's in Pizza Hut Park, and you can watch it on ESPN2 at 4 Eastern. Chivas USA gets back in action with New England. It's the second week in a row. The Revs will face a team from L.A., and that is on direct kick at 7 Eastern. At 7.30, the Chicago Road Warriors look for an energy boost against Red Bull in New York. That is also on direct kick. At the same time on HDNet, the Colorado Rapids head to Columbus Crew Stadium. Both teams are coming off wins, and both teams have seven points on the season. 7.30 seems to be a popular kickoff time. D.C. United will meet the Kansas City Wizards on direct kick. First place in the East is up for grabs. And at 7.30, L.A. Galaxy host Real Salt Lake. Now, either L.A. is going to learn how to win without Landon Donovan or Real Salt Lake will get its first win in 19 games and first road win ever, or they could tie. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, make sure you tell all of your friends about it. Make sure they sign up and subscribe to the show. It's free, by the way. If you didn't like the show, well, let's just keep that between you and me, shall we? I need to give a big shout-out to the folks at SoccerRom.com for all of their support. For Soccer News IV, I'm Stephen Parr. Remember, Soccer News IV, it's in your veins.